0: I greet you in the name which is above every other name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah, this morning we continue with the word of God from the book of Exodus, and uh, I want to uh, appreciate uh, and acknowledge uh, my humble... Uh, Appreciation to our lead pastor, Pastor Caleb, for giving me a chance to go through this scripture today. And uh, moreover, when I lead pastor sits down and allows one of the members to go through the scriptures, so I want to appreciate that. I am a member of this church. I've been here for about ten years, and I thank God for being DSB C uh, Church family. Member. So the scripture that I've been asked to talk about is uh, Exodus chapter 15, which happens to be a song. And it is a song of victory, a song of jubilation, a song of joy. And it is a song which, uh, when you look at it, you see people who are so much excited. And you know what I realized is when there is victory when there is breakthrough song a song naturally comes by itself people don't even need to practice so as to sing the song we know that in our family we have uh, the fans of cowboy <laughs> and uh, when they go to ar- the arena they don't have to practice how to shout or how to cheer up when their team win. It is a little bit difficult for Pastor uh, Danny and our sister uh, here to make us sing a song even when the words are on the screen than it is when we gather from different parts, we have not had time to practice, but then when Cowboy or that our team wins, we will not even need to practice. And you find the whole arena is cheering up with the same tune, the same song, and you'd wonder, when did they practice this? But you just find you're just swinging with it because there is victory our team has won. The scripture today in Exodus chapter 15, it's at a moment when Moses and the Israelites are also at such kind of a mood. They had gone through a kind of a, a worry a problem, they were so much scared, they had come to the end of their lives in chapter 14, just before they burst into this song. And then as we are going to, or as chapter 14 is ending, God gives them a great victory to the point that we are starting chapter 15 with just jubilation and with a lot of joy. In fact, the surprising part that you will realize with this song is that uh, it starts by saying that Moses and the Israelites, they sang a song to the Lord. But the surprising part of it is that it doesn't show that they did it together or they did it uh, as a, a team, but then the song starts by saying, I will sing to the Lord. Look at this. It's Moses and the Israelites, but they are singing as one. Just as it is in the arena, we have not practiced. The supporters of any team, they have not practiced together. But so long as their team has won, Sometimes it starts with only one person, and you'd think that these people, they practiced, and this is why they are cheering. The Israelites were at such a point where God has done a great thing to them, and the song says, Moses and the Israelites. But then it starts by saying, I will sing to the Lord. So they are singing as one. You might be in the service today and when we are talking of people bursting with the song of victory and joy to praise the Lord, you might be telling yourself, I do not have anything to cheer up. I do not have even any reason to shout with the victory. And in fact, you might even be in the service or following online when you are going through a hard time, through a difficult time, through a dark moment of your life. Today's sermon and this song will give us hope that even in such times, when you are in a difficult time, in your darkest moment, the Lord shows up and He changes the situation for us. So I would encourage you that even as we look at the Israelites bursting with a song of victory and joy, just know that in the same way, the Lord can show up in your situation and give you a song. David says in Psalms 40, verse 1, 2, and 3, that I patiently waited upon the Lord. I cried to him during my time of distress, and he heard me. He lifted me from a, 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 a slim pit, a, a, a pit pit. Of clay, a pit of mud. He made me stand on a firm ground. And verse 3 he says, and he gave me a song to sing. By the time David is saying this, he had also gone through perhaps a movement like some might be going through this morning. He says, he was in a pit, it is a muddy one, sleepily. And he was in a dark moment, so he says, but I waited for the Lord patiently, and he heard me. But I like when he says, when he is lifted, he is put on, on a solid rock, and he is given a song to sing. In this I see god giving victory. So if you are listening, and we are, we, we, you find yourself in the text, which uh, is uh, for the Israelites celebrating, rejoicing, jubilation... And with you, you are going through a dark moment, then know this, that we have prayed for you, and in fact, we still have people praying at this time, that if anybody is listening and doesn't have a reason to rejoice, that the Lord may show up in your situation, and He may give you a song to rejoice. In 14, chapter 14, just before this happens, Israelites were at such a point. God had just delivered them. God had just saved them from slavery in Egypt. They left with joy, and they were happy that no longer slaves, hurrah, there we go, and they leave Egypt. But the Bible says in chapter 14 that on their way, as they were handing to Canaan, they were not allowed to go through, or God did not lead them to go through the shortcut or the short route. So they found themselves in the wilderness or in the desert. Then God tells Moses that he told them to camp in the desert, not in the promised land, not in the land flowing with milk and honey. And to make the matter worse, they find themselves at a place where there is no way forward because there was the Red Sea. And as they were camping there, and before them there was the Red Sea, they look back and they see Pharaoh with his army coming after them. And they are now in between. their enemies on one side and a Red Sea on the other side. Somebody said, between a rock and a... And it might be, this is where you are also. And you are thinking of, I don't have anywhere. I don't even have a hope of seeing the end of today. There is no hope for me to see tomorrow. My marriage does not have any hope. Or it might be, I've got no hope in my children. I have given up. And it might be you are in the service or following online. And you're at a moment where you're saying, it would be better for me to end the life because I am not seeing any hope. But the Bible says that at that time, God spoke to Moses. And let me tell you, for the person who might be feeling between a rock and a hard surface, you are not alone. Israelites were there. And in chapter 14, it says, they murmured, they complained. People who had been saved from slavery, but they were so desperate that they looked at the person who led them out of slavery, that is Moses, and if you read chapter 14 around verse 13, they are complaining to him and asking him, what did we do to you? Why did you lead us out of Egypt? Does it mean that there were no graves there? It could have even been better for us to continue serving the Egyptians but than to bring us so that we die in the wilderness. Might you be at the same point where despite of like seeing a glimpse of light, you are starting to lose hope to the point of even thinking it would be better to go back. It would be better even to be in the worldly life. We have been speaking of Being followers of Christ. And sometimes you might be so desperate to the point of thinking, what do I gain by this? Perhaps I was a better person when I was a worldly person. You are not alone. The Israelites did the same. And they told Moses, it could have been better for us to remain there than to come and die in the wilderness. But, dear brothers and sisters, There is hope even at such a moment. Moses knew where to go when such a thing happens. When people turned against him and started complaining and murmuring, he went back to God who called him, who gave him the task of leading them. And the Bible says when he talked to God, God told Moses. He gave him some words to tell them, and these were words of encouragement. And he said, tell them to stand still. So Moses comes to them and tells them, stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. The Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. May the Lord help somebody who might also be in such a position. And may he give you hope today to know that when you stand still and you allow him, he comes He shows up even in the darkest moment, and the the battle is not ours. It is written in Zechariah. The battle belongs to the Lord. In fact, what we have seen uh, so far in the book of Exodus is that for the Israelites, the battle belonged to the Lord. It is the Lord who was delivering them. It is not for them, it was not their fight, it was the hand of the Lord. And many times in our lives, we are in the situations where our human effort uh, means nothing. Our human effort cannot save us. Our human effort cannot make any way for us. But even at such a moment, the Lord shows up, and as we look at this song, We can see that God shows up even in our darkest moment. Later, when you have a moment, if you look at Micah, it is one of the minor prophets, and chapter 7, a prophetic word being given for Israelites to speak. And the the prophet Micah uh, has written it as if it is the Israelites themselves speaking it. And this is the moment when they are in slavery, I mean not slavery, but captivity in Babylon. And Micah in chapter 7, he says, do not laugh at me O my enemy. For though I am in darkness, the light of the Lord will shine in me. May we say the same today. May it happen to us today that even in our darkest moment, we still have hope in the Lord that He will surely come even in our darkest moments, and His light will shine in our lives. So the Bible says that as they were there and they were Losing hope, they were thinking that they are going to die and they cannot make it. And Pharaoh is coming. The hand of the Lord miraculously delivered them. In fact, God had done some few things even before he gives them away, which could have given them hope because they were being read by a cloud, a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire during the night. And even when Pharaoh pursued them, the pillar that was in front of them moved back and separated them with the enemies. But to end that part so that we can go to the song is that God told Moses to lift his hands and to lift the road that he was having. And before them, a red sea, a water, and no way. As Moses stretched out his hands, Miraculously, the Lord opens a highway in the sea. The water separates and builds two walls, and in between, the Lord creates a way. My prayer today is that in our difficult situations and where it seems as if there is no way, the Lord may miraculously show up today and make a way where it seems to be no way. Praise the Lord. So God made a way. If he did it for the Israelites, he can do it for us today. So if you're in such a situation, be you encouraged. He can show up and he can make a way even in the sea. And the Bible now continues to say in that chapter 14, before we come to the song, that the Israelites walked in a dry ground in the sea, at the bottom of the sea, and they crossed over to the other side. And before the song is sung, something also happened. Pharaoh and his soldiers, they pursued the Israelites, and Moses threw away that God had opened for his people. The problem here that I see, is that this way in the Red Sea had not been opened for Pharaoh and his soldiers. It was opened for the people of God, that is the Israelites. So when they crossed over and they were on the other side, Pharaoh and his soldiers also comes in the way that is open for the Israelites. And the Bible says that what happened is, After the Israelites had gone to the other side, then the water was closed up again, and the soldiers of Pharaoh, the Egyptians pursuing the Israelites, they were all swallowed by the water, and the word of the Lord came true, where he had said, stand still, behold the deliverance of the Lord. The Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. It is possible for us today that when we stand still and we allow God in our lives, when we pray and we take our part, it is possible for Him to come. And sometimes, you know, then part which I got and that encouraged me some time back, is that when the enemies try to go through a way that is opened for you, He gets swallowed up. Because the way was not for the enemy, it was for God's people. May it happen today that if there is an enemy or your enemy is pursuing today, the way that has been opened for you, it's not for the enemy, so they be swallowed as you go with your victory. Now, it was at that moment that we are picking from 15, verse 1, which are Pastor Caleb asked me to talk about, quite a long text, it's 21 verses, verse 1 to verse 21, but we're going to simplify it because there are three things that we are going to pick. When the Israelites saw the kind of deliverance that God gave them. I had said earlier in the arena, when our team win, we do not even need to practice But we find ourselves cheering up as if in unison, as if we had practiced earlier. Go, cowboy, go. And uh, uh, we would ask, when did we practice together so that we can be in unison? It is contagious, it is natural, there is victory that has come. So they sang together, and this way I was saying, though it is Moses and the Israelites, who are singing to God, they are bursting with joy, but then it continues to say, I will sing. It's Moses and the Israelites, why does it start with, I will sing? They sang the song, but I will sing, because they sang as one in the praise of the Lord. We will pick some few things out of that song, and the first thing we see in that song is that the song uh, the, 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 this song focuses on God himself and not people. It was not Moses, it was not the Israelites. The whole song, first thing to note, it is a song just, that is just focusing on God, that the victory we have is not because of our might, it's not for us to be proud, It is not for self-exaltation. In fact, Moses, perhaps the song could have been, Moses delivered us, Moses led us. But then when you look at that song, from verse 1 up to the end of the song, it is focusing on God. In fact, verse 1 to 18 is the song of Moses, 19 to 21 is Miriam focusing on Miriam. Do you know the surprising thing which shows that the, the song, or the praise was focused on God? Between verse 1 and verse 18, the name Yahweh, the Lord, is mentioned 10 times, taking all the focus from men and taking it to God. Dear brothers and sisters, when we get victory, it's not for us to be proud. We give all the glory and all the honor to the Lord. It's not about any person It is about God. So you can see it, uh, all of it saying, uh, I will sing to the Lord. Uh, In verse 1, in verse 2, it says, the Lord is my strength and my defense. In verse 3, it says, the Lord is my warrior. In verse 6, it says, uh, your right hand, O Lord. And then it continues, your right hand shattered the enemy. And when it continues in verse 11, among the gods, who is like you, Lord? Yahweh. So, about 10 times, the song is still going back to the Lord. May we learn to be giving thanks and praise to the Lord when we get victory in our lives. It's not about us. All glory and all honor belongs to the Lord. In fact, looking at uh, how it is centered to God, you can see the Lord is my strength and my song, He has become my salvation. This is my God that I will praise him. My Father's God that I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Uh, And then I just want to go to uh, to Psalms 115 and verse 1. The psalmist says, after getting victory, he says, it is not to us, Lord, not to us, but it's to you, to your name uh, that we give all the glory because your faith, faithful love becomes of you, your truth. When victory has happened, when good things has happened, Psalmist says it's not to us, but it is to the Lord. So all glory and all the honor belongs to the Lord. The other thing that we note from the song is that... Uh, From verse 4 to verse 10 or to verse 13, the song reflects or looks back to the victory that the Israelites got in chapter 14 at the Red Sea. So Moses here says, he threw Pharaoh's chariots and his army into the sea. The elite of his officers were drawn in the Red Sea The floods covered them. They sank to the depth like a stone. Lord, your right hand is glorious in power. Lord, your right hand shattered the enemy. You overthrew your adversaries by your great majesty. You unleashed your burning wrath. uh, It consumed them like stumble. Up to verse 13. The song, as they are singing and cheering up, they are looking back to the deliverance that God gave them at the Red Sea. Dear brothers and sisters, sometimes it is important to look back and see where God has overcome for you, where God has fought for you. Many times, the enemy would like us to forget the many times that God gives us uh, victory so that when we find ourselves in a certain problem, we see as if we cannot make it, as if there is no hope of life, and we forget that previously or earlier, God had given us victory. In 1 Samuel, under chapter 17, the common story of David and Goriath. David was just a small boy who was taking care of the father's flock. He comes to bring food to his brothers, And he finds them all scared, all trembling because of one giant called Goriath. That chapter 17 says, a young boy comes out and he says, who is this uncircumcised person who is mocking our God? And you know that that term is because the Hebrews, they majored on that circumcision as their identity. So it is like, who is this And then the brothers and the soldiers are all shaking and they are like, shh, don't talk. Then he says, I am going to face them. And he is told, shh, you are just a boy. But there is something that gives him courage. He remembers like the Israelites here are doing, they are reminding themselves... In the song they are talking about, you did these. They were destroyed. They were all swallowed in the Red Sea. Do you know that when you talk of the victory, when you remind yourself of the victory that you have had, it gives you courage and hope. So, like for that young boy, David, he remembers when even when he's tendering the flock, he had an encounter with a bear. He struggled it and he killed it. He had an encounter with a lion. And God helped him, he killed it. So when he finds the Israelites scared of a giant Goriath, he asks, who is this? Even when they try to silence him, there is a lot of courage in himself. He could tell if God helped me to kill the lion, if he helped me to kill a bear, he can help me to kill even Goriath. Dear brothers and sisters, looking back, you can see a moment when God overcame for you. You can see a moment when God fought for you. And from this point where they are looking back to this, I want to tell you the same thing. If he saw you through some time earlier, he is able to see you even in the challenge that might be before you this morning. Even where it seems as if there is no hope, can you remember some other time when you had also felt like giving up and yet a miracle happened? Something happened, and you found yourself overcoming. I want to tell you, if he did it that time, he can do it for you again. In fact, in uh, Hebrews, we are going to Hebrews here. Yeah, in Hebrews, let me go to Hebrews. Did I jump it? Can we can get it? Okay, we jumped it. In Hebrews and chapter thirteen, verse eight, it says, "Jesus Christ is the same." yesterday, today, and? So the same way he saw you through in your previous challenge, he is able to do it today and he can do it tomorrow. That's why I said, if we are looking at the joy and the jubilation of the Israelites and you're not there, please remember the same God who was with you. He is with you today and he will be with you forever forever. If he did it, he can do it even today. And also, if he did it for the Israelites when they had no hope, he is able to do it even today for us because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the other part of the song, uh, we can note from the next verse, from verse 13 to verse 18 that uh, in that last part, the thing that we can note there is that the Israelites are focusing on, and it anticipates the future approach to, and uh, conquest to Canaan. They looked at how they were delivered through the Red Sea, how God opened the way and gave them victory, and when they looked at that, it gave them hope. So, the next verses, you have it uh, in your, the, the, the thing that you're given as you're coming in. It all shows the Israelites talking of, as we head on, he will give us victory in the same way that he overcame the adversaries ahead of us. They will be destroyed in the same way. We are now have hope. As we move forward towards Canaan, we will get victory. After this, year, when you read that song, that is what you will find. And I want to end by saying this. As the Israelites do in that song, that in the last part they are talking of the victory they will have as they proceed on to Canaan. We have the same promise even for us today. And the promise that we have is, The Lord God will go with us. If he has overcome for us, he can help us tomorrow and in our future. In Deuteronomy, please put it on the screen, Deuteronomy 13, verse 1 to 8. As Moses is introducing his successor Joshua, he keeps on repeating, not once, not twice, But he keeps on telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. Move on. Later he comes to the Israelites, he tells them the same. And then he gives the hope, the Lord will not leave you or forsake you. As we end the service today or we come out of the service today, may you go encouraged with the same word. The Lord will deliver you. That's what he's telling Joshua. You are taking over from me. But the Lord will deliver the enemies, them, over to you. And you must do to them exactly as I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified and afraid of them. For the Lord, your God, is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Moses then, he summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, even as you go out of the service today, and the one who is following on the line, be strong and courageous, for you will go with these people into the land the Lord sought to give to their fathers. You will, be, you will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And in uh, Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember, I will always, always, I will, I am with you always to the end of the age. Dear brothers and sisters, this is a promise that we have. You are not alone. We are not alone in this journey. The Lord will go ahead of us. He will fight the battle for us and give us victory. So if you, did, you were discouraged in any way, may you know. He will not leave you, neither will he abandon you. And the ending part of it, Jesus himself, after he had resurrected, he appeared to his disciples and he said, All the powers, all the authorities in heaven and earth has been given to me. And after he had commissioned them, this was the signing of words of Jesus which are recorded after reselection. Pastor Caleb will tell us, and he dropped the mic. (laughs) But before then, what is he saying? The very last word is, I am with you always to the end of the ages. May we end the service also knowing this. This is the promise we have in Christ. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. Even in your dark moment, even in the hardship, even in what looks like it is impossible, even when it looks as if there is no way and you cannot come out of it, May you remember this is the promise we have in him. He will not leave us. He will not abandon us. He will surely show up at his own time. He will be with us up to the end, even in a difficult time. And you know, before he died, and before he came up to say these words, he had the Last Supper with his friends and as they were sitting, he broke the bread and gave them to eat. And he told them, any time when you take, you do this, do it in my remembrance. Then he takes a cup, blesses it. And then he says, whenever you do this, do it in my remembrance. And then he dies. He is buried. He res- resurrects. He comes up. Then he says, I'll be with you to the end. In a short while, Pastor Caleb is coming up to lead us in the Uh, taking the Holy Communion. And as we take the Holy Communion, let us remember this. He has promised to be with us to the end. As we take the Holy Communion today, may it be a a reminder that He promised us never to leave us or abandon us. And even in our darkest moment, He is there with us. He says He will be with us up to the end.